Join us online as we stream. You can catch any of our services on Facebook, YouTube, or at www.rdci.info. We might not be able to gather in the building, but you can still get to church. Stream on Sundays at 7.30 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. Wednesdays at 12 noon and 7 p.m. And ladies, catch Women's Bible Study on Facebook, Fridays at 12 noon. for listening to the Direction for Life broadcast with Drs. Herbert and Marsha Bailey. We'd love to have you at any of our three campuses. In Columbia, join us at 3506 Broad River Road. If you're in Orangeburg, meet us at 990 Willington Drive. In Florence, join us at 1507 West King Avenue. For more information, including service times, visit rdci.info. We hope you enjoy today's broadcast. Today's message is The Unplugged Lifestyle by Pastor Chandler Bailey. Hey Amen. Let's, let's go to the word, Luke 5, 16. And then I'll introduce the title from there. It says, the news about him spread all the more. So the crowds of people, the social media, Jesus' Facebook, Jesus' emails, Jesus' text messages, everyone knocking, trying to get Jesus' attention, Luke 5 and 16. The busyness of the earth, the system of figuring out what Jesus next move was. The crowds often, the crowds of people came to hear him to be healed of their sickness. But Jesus often, someone say often, often withdrew to a lonely places and prayed. But the news about Jesus spread all the more. His clout went higher. Everybody kept hearing about him. His followers increased. The busyness and the demand on his life started pulling on him more and more. Someone say, oh, my gosh. But the news spread about Jesus all the more and great crowds, great crowds, great crowds came to hear him. And he healed all their sickness. Verse 16. Again, yet he frequently withdrew to the wilderness to pray. Shut your hands towards God right now. I want to talk to you all from the subject. It's unplugged. It's time for us to unplug. Some of us, we've been weighing down text message after text message, email after email. Everything's pulling at your attention. We think we need these devices. But Jesus said as his name, as the demand on his life increased, he had to keep unplugging. As much as he was ministering through the system, he had to make sure the system couldn't grab hold of his time because he would not have the power. He would not have the oil necessary for the crowd unless he pulled away from the crowd. Verse 16, yet he frequently withdrew to the wilderness to pray. NIV says, but Jesus withdrew to the lonely place to pray, to pray, to pray. Why a lonely place? 
Why don't you just pray in front of people? Why don't you just have the crowd come in with corporate prayer? Why don't you just make the moment corporate? Maybe God's saying and showing us a sign that for some people, for that person who's so busy with soccer practice, that person who's busy with life, that person who's starting that business, that person who's leading their family. Maybe the reason why you have not found the stillness because you don't pull away. The unplugged lifestyle, a believer's journey. God wants us to know that we can unplug. Luke 9, 1 through 6, it says this. One day Jesus called together his 12 disciples and gave them power and authority to cast out all demons and heal all diseases. Someone say they already had it. He already gave them something. Then he sent them out to tell everyone about the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. What I'm getting out of this verse, church, is God will never have us do something in his name on behalf of his name without already giving us something first. He already gave them the authority. He already gave them the authority to handle business before he gave them the business. He already gave them the ability to cast out demons before they even knew they would have to cast out demons. Let's keep reading real quick. Verse two, then he sent, then he sent, then he sent, then he sent them out to tell everyone about the kingdom of God and heal the sick. Then he sent. But here we go. But before you go, I need you to unplug. Take nothing for your journey. Don't take your cell phone. Don't worry about the emails. Don't worry about the apps. Don't worry about the walking stick. Don't worry about the travel's bag. Don't worry about the giving. Don't worry about the offering. Don't worry about your clothes. Matter of fact, I need you to take one outfit so you won't get caught up with you before you speak. I need you to take one outfit so you can keep this whole thing about me. I need a generation to stay focused on me. I need you to take one outfit so you don't need to tell nobody does this look good. You have no choice but to feel good in it because you have no other option when you're wearing one outfit. Wherever you go, stay in the same house. Stay in the same house so no one will pull on you because you got to stay anointed. You can't get caught up in the crowd and caught up with other people's issues. Stay in one spot, please. Stay in one house. Until you leave town. And if the town refuses to welcome you, shake its dust off your feet. You got to learn to have a cutoff ministry too. I don't want you just unplugging. You got to learn to quickly cut off. Anybody who does not accept your gift, accept you got to be okay. I'm I'm trying to raise a, a, a disciple. I'm trying to raise up a group of people who walk in my authority but are not attached to people's emotional dysfunction. I'm trying to raise up a group of anointed people who are burden removing, yoke destroying, power of God but know how to unplug and if the town refuses to welcome you shake its dust from your feet as you as you leave to show that you have abandoned those people to their fate another example says dust their feet off as a testimony that I'm with you and I'm no longer with that town because they didn't receive the gospel many of us have faith for plugging into God but we don't have faith to operate as an extension of God So we're going to talk about unplugging practically, prophetically and powerfully. So what do I mean? Um, Let's bring some of my gadgets up real quick. Let's bring the bag up real quick. When I think about some of these gadgets in my life that I use that often they can be used. Here we go. These gadgets that they're going to bring up. Yep, just a suitcase. I'm good. The Brad, the gadgets they're going to bring up. I can use as a tool or the enemy can use them in my life to have them rule. Okay, so we're going to unpack this. So specifically, you can open it up for me, B, real quick. And I'm going to grab this. When I think about this laptop, 
What makes this so powerful is not his ability to be plugged into something. What makes this powerful is the ability for me to use it on the go. That everywhere I go, I can turn my truck at my kid's soccer practice into a full-fledged office and I can handle business. Without having the right environment, I'm able to use it. So what makes this computer good is not just the hard drive. It's not just what it does. It's the ability to work in any environment I need to place it in. I can take something that I know I can take an environment, church, that I normally would not work in and I can make it suitable for how I can use it. However, the same resource that I can use as a tool, if I don't watch myself, it can rule my life. I can get addicted to feeling needed with it. I can check team members' emails and respond to everything. Matter of fact, I got some other things in my life that are pretty cool tools, but they often distract us with our priorities. Like one of the things that we know a lot of young people get really upset with, like, oh my gosh, the Wi-Fi is off. (laughs) This is a big deal in my house. I came home one day, my son was just down. I'm like, what's going on? He said, dad, you need to fix the Wi-Fi. I said, this is a whole different generation. We often, we often, we're plugged into so much information coming at us. So much information. We rely on it. And then we wonder where our prayer life went. You have CNN coming at you, Fox coming at you, your app coming at you, Instagram's coming at you, Twitter's coming at you. And we have all these devices now that the devil's devising in our life. And we were supposed to use them as tools, but somehow they rule. And I'm trying to do everything at the same time because, you know, I'm working on something. I can't make it to that service because I got stuff I'm doing for God versus in God. I got to do stuff for God, not in God, for God. I got to make sure that I stay busy. Oh, I got to use the laptop, too. The laptop's going to help me out and the iPad. I got to make sure I stay connected. Oh, no, no, don't tell me to unplug. No, 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 don't take this away from me. Don't get me to unplug. I need these things for God. God God knows that he needs me to use this. I need my walking step. I need my walking step. I need my traveler's bag. I need my money for God to use me. He can't use me without money. Money, he needs me to have money. I need all these things. I need to stay connected. I need to stay connected because surely God can't use me without technology. I mean, we're in a pandemic. It's a virtual world. God, this, the, I have to stay connected for God to use me. Let's talk about this. Yeah, you can, you can move it. So Jesus called the 12 together. He gave them the right to exercise authority. He gave them a license to operate in authority, but he told them specifically how to drive the faith vehicle. He said, I need you not taking anything. I need you not taking anything for your journey. Now, here we go. That might encumber you. Amplify version says encumber. Let's talk about this word encumber. It talks about hinder negotiations. Can, can you just bring that back real quick, Byron? It says you can't be worried about things. So what can happen is, there you go, stay there. As a pastor, if I'm concerned with social media, now the enemy can use that to negotiate me out of obedience. Because now social media, you're good. You can leave it here, though. Now social media has encumbered my, my obedience And I don't say what I need to say when God tells me to say it because I'm concerned how I look on Twitter. I can't lead the way God told me to lead because I'm concerned about subscribers on YouTube. I'm taking these things in my ministry. I'm taking these things in my home. I'm taking these tools and now they rule. 
and I'm not saying what I need to say as a believer. I'm not standing for what I need to stand on as a believer because I'm taking my walking stick, my stick. I'm taking my traveler's bag. I'm taking all these things that keep me connected to the world versus me operating in Christ and having dominion over the world. I'm not using this and I'm concerned with it. And now what's happening It's encumbering the very person, the very obedience that I am. So we have to stop worrying about stuff that's grabbing and itching at our attention. Everything is trying to move in and out of your life too much. It's too much information. So Jesus withdrew often to make sure he didn't get caught up with scrolling in people's hearts. Because everyone's sick. Everyone needs demons cast out. Everyone needs a healing. I just need to know which town the father needs me at because every town needs me. I got to make sure I don't get caught up on the timeline because everybody needs me. I'm only here for three years and the whole world needs me. But ultimately, at the end, I'll die for the world. Now, I'm not going to be able to heal everybody physically. But there's certain places I have to be to heal those specific people because the Heavenly Father is going to boost those specific works. And everyone's going to know about that woman with the issue of blood because I'm supposed to be there at an appointed time. But if I'm concerned about this and not seeing what God has me at, so I got to make sure I pull away so I can stay in rhythm. Someone shout, you need to unplug. We're good now. <laughs> you need to unplug. I'm approving to you. You need to unplug. How many of you all ever made your mind up and your heart up that you're for real? Like I'm this time I'm serious. I'm going to make time for God. I'm tired of living my life this way. I'm really going to seriously start carving out time for God. Anybody do that? In my carvers, time carvers, time carvers. I'm carving time up for God. I get serious, right? So you made a decision. You're going to rest on the things of God. We're going to rest. We're going to rest on the things of God. So we're, we're, making our, we're making our bed up, right? We're going to rest on the things of God. But what happens is when we rest, everyone's, everything starts to pull at you all of a sudden again. Let's make the bed. Let's make the bed. You got to make the bed. Come on. I'm going to lay down for real. We got to rest. Give me my pillow. This is my, I, I have faith. I can relax. I just got finished with women's conference. I just got finished with direction for life conference. I just got finished getting a good word. And Mr. Joyce, I'm going to rest on things of God. Nothing's going to get my attention. Woo. I got the word. I'm good to go. I'm going to relax. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for making my bed in the word. I'm going to relax. But see what happens when we rest. Is now the enemy sees that we're about to start really, truly relying on God's word. We're going to stop working for God's word. We're going to work in God's word. We're going to tuck ourselves in the way of the promises of God. So there's only one way he can get our attention by actually being more louder and annoying. Here comes the enemy. Here comes the enemy. They're trying to get my attention. I'm going to try to rest as much as I can. I'm going to try to rest as much as I can. But these cell phones, all these text messages, everybody needs me. I need to be needed. I enjoy being needed. I, I, I have to use all of my, my, the anointing of God is not for me and my marriage and my life. It's only for God's people. I mean, I'm only supposed to use, no, no, this is not a personal relationship. I use the Heavenly Father to help my platform only. Uh, I'm, God told me to not look at social media today. God told me to really just stay away for a little bit and focus on where God has me in my heart. God told me not to date anybody right now. But everybody's going on vacation. <laughs> I can go on vacation. 
No one's going to know. They'll never know. They won't know. Everything's everything's getting my attention. All these alarms. You hear how annoying that sounds? I don't need help from the sound ministry. I just want them to hear this. See how annoying that sounds? That's how your morning is when you check your social media account before you get in the Word. You need to unplug. Instead of helping our daughter with our hair, we're too busy taking a selfie. Instead of saying what God wants me to say, I'm too busy wondering how my outfit will look when the photography minister takes a picture after I preach. Do y'all want to talk today? This thing is messing us up. And we're wondering why we're stressed and wondering why we can't hear God. Everything wants your attention. Everything wants you to subscribe. And for $7.99... That's all it costs you to backslide. $7.99. You got more revelation of Grey's Anatomy than you do the gospel. God was trying to talk to you. Please take these phones away from my life. Come grab your phones. It was hard for me to even stay focused, for real, for real. I'm trying to rest in the things of God. Oh, I thought I could be disciplined enough to handle it. No, you're going to have to make a decision to what, un, what? Unplug. Thank you. And so many of us spend most of our time wrestling with the word of God because we're trying to do God and gadgets at the same time. Versus realizing that sometimes I need to cut my phone off until my day is right here. My day has to be right here. And everyone has access. You're one text away from accidentally cussing somebody out. (laughs) One text. The enemy's like, we don't even have to work that hard. Shaquita about to text her right after her prayer call. And everything she just prayed for, she's going to uproot. So God wants us this morning, it's a reminder, seriously, he wants us to, I'm not saying you have to completely unplug, but you need to embrace the unplugged lifestyle. This is an instance or period of relaxing or ceasing to engage in strenuous and stressful activity. Okay, this is a specified location or a specified mindset to relax, refresh oneself and recover strength. I have to unplug from the, unplug from the things that make me too busy to trust on God. There's a difference. Hebrews 4 tells us about the unplugged lifestyle. That's part of the promise of God. It says God's promise of entering his rest still stands. So we ought to tremble with fear that some of you might fail to experience it. Now, what messed me up about this scripture is he's not talking to Gentiles. He's not talking to anybody who's not of God. He's talking to followers of Jesus. He's saying everyone's in the family of God, but everyone's not resting in the house. 
Everyone, everyone is part of the family of God, but not everyone is relaxing in God. And so the promise of rest still stands for his believers. So the good news is he prepared this rest. So God has this rest for us. Now check this out. I call this Mary or Martha protocol. When Jesus shows up in your life, you have a choice to be a Martha or a Mary. And Luke 10, 38, we see here that Jesus entered a village and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted. I'm reading the English, English Standard Version. But Martha was distracted with so much serving. She loved the Lord. She just was serving too much. And she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care? I love my translation because it gets straight to the point. Do you not care that my sister left me to pass all these envelopes alone by myself? When Dr. Marsha clearly asked people to come to the altar. Lord, do you not care that my sister has let me serve alone? Tell her to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you're anxious and troubled about many things. But this is the part. This is the principle. But one thing is necessary. The unplugged lifestyle always seeks God's face on the one thing that's necessary. Today is your daughter's birthday. What's the one thing that's necessary? Today is the day that I sign a contract. What is the one thing that's necessary? Every day we live in a society, there's going to be a lot of things that are going to pull on you, pull on you, pull on you, pull on you. But what God does not want you coming out of this pandemic or stewarding your, the grace of God in this pandemic in by allowing everything that's virtual to pull you away from the tranquility that lies only by the Holy Spirit. And you've got to ask God, what is the one thing? What is my one thing right now? OK, I move to another moment. What's the one thing? And many of us, should that should be our prayer. What is the one thing necessary? Now, the unplugged lifestyle shows me that if, that if Jesus told Mary she embraced the one thing necessary, that means there are other things that are unnecessary. And many times we're filling our life through unnecessary things. For example, what's the one thing that's necessary while I'm doing the word? Is, should you be texting and talking to people or should you be listening to me? I don't know you just for yourself, but what's the one thing necessary in this moment? And many of us are missing moments because we're doing other things that are doing us instead of living our life after what God has given us to do. The unplugged lifestyle, what's the one thing that's necessary? What's the one thing you must do? There always will be things to do. What is the one thing that is necessary? Luke 10 and 41, the Lord said, Martha, Martha, you're anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. This is the believer's rest that God has for each of us. I'm going to say this. I love y'all, but this is what God said to me, so don't get mad at me. God doesn't care about everything you have going on. God does not care about how big it is, how dope it is, how awesome it is, how tall it is. God does not care about everything you have going on. He only cares about you. He will always choose you over it. So if you let that it mess you up, Best believe he'll take that it down. He cares about you. Now, the problem is we get mad at God because we care more about it than God's perspective regarding it. So when God takes it away, we get mad at God because the only reason why we fellowship with God is if we can have it. 
But when I unplug frequently like Jesus does, when I unplug often and withdraw, it keeps my heart connected with the father versus my own ministry. So I can leave my ministry alone when I need to leave it and focus on my relationship with God and get my life together. I got three years to do this thing. These people are going to drive me crazy if I don't withdraw. I only got three years. Everyone's sick. Everybody's demon possessed. I got three years to do this thing. And if I let y'all drive me crazy, I might take my own life. I'm supposed to lay my life down, not take my life. So if I don't withdraw, if I don't spend time with the father, suicidal thoughts will come up in this godly form body because I'm in flesh mode. I'm in flesh mode. And I'm serving dysfunctional people. I'm in the ministry of serving fickle people. I got to die for evil people. Who wants to do that? So I need to withdraw often to get reminded. I got to unplug from this town. I got to unplug from my disciples. Lord knows these disciples get on my last nerves. I got to unplug from them. And sometimes they love me too much. They love me so much. They will keep me from the cross. So I got to unplug them because they even fall in love with me as their leader too much. Oh, my gosh. And if I fall in love with people loving me, if I fall in love with people loving me, then I won't love him right because I'm too busy loving the way you love me. And I'll change my whole ministry, change my decisions because I need you to love me. I need you to love me. And I won't listen to the Holy Spirit, which wants me to withdraw. So don't get offended in this season if I'm getting this word. Don't get offended. I'm protecting myself from missing out on what he's doing. I have to unplug from you. I'm not going to tell you when I'm going to do it. I'm not even unplugging from you. I'm unplugging from a season. A busyness that will destroy my life if I let it. I have to unplug. Or I will be a Martha. Doing stuff for God versus doing stuff in God. When is it? I have to know when God needs my hands and when God just needs me to sit at his feet. Because there is a difference. Everything and everyone wants our attention. Even God wants our attention. And we must take time to remove ourselves from the distractions and sit at his feet to hear from him. In this message, Pastor Chandler Bailey shows us the importance of unplugging from the world and plugging into God. To order this message, call 877-798-5433 or order online at www.rightdirection.info. Just ask for the Unplugged Lifestyle. As we continue to socially distance, be sure to stay connected with us online. Stream our services on Facebook and YouTube, as well as rdci.info via the Watch Live tab. Sunday morning services are at 7.30 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. on YouTube, Facebook, and our website. Wednesday Bible study airs at 12 noon and 7 p.m. Friday, women's Bible study airs at 12 noon via Facebook Live. Consider connecting with us as a partner or an iChurch member. More information about our partnership and iChurch member services can be found on our website at rdci.info. For consistent updates and encouragement, connect with us on social media through Facebook at Right Direction Church International and on Twitter and Instagram at the RDCI. Right Direction Ministries, transforming lives and impacting generations.